0: back. Welcome to the WeGo Places podcast, where we catch up with WeGo grads who share with us the story of the journey to their unique careers. I'm your host Brian Turnbull, English teacher at WeGo since 2001, and you just heard intro music from Andy Georgiev, class of 2022. Today's interview, I catch up with Juliana Lamantia, class of 2013, junior art director at Gallagher. Juliana will share with us how she sharpened her eye for design while working for a print shop in college and also had the unique opportunity to study abroad in Florence, Italy. Joining us from the class of 2013 is Juliana LaMantia. Juliana, what do you do?
1: Um, hi, I am a graphic designer. So it's more specifically right now, I'm a junior art director at Gallagher, which is an insurance brokerage agency. And then I've also been designing like wedding and event stationery on the side as well.
0: It's cool that you have two different ways to kind of scratch the itch of your creativity professionally and then doing this other thing for people's, you know, one of their most uh, uh, momentous events uh, in their life. So where did you go after WeGo?
1: Um, after WeGo, I went to Drake University in Des Moines, Iowa for undergrad.
0: Did you know that you wanted to go into uh, to, to design uh, once you left WeGo?
1: No, I didn't. Um, so I actually went there originally for journalism, um, magazine journalism specifically, and kind of from there, it sort of branched into graphic design. I ended up adding it as a major, um, because I was friends with some people who were doing it and like looking at their projects. I was like, Oh, like I know how to do that because I, um, did it at the school newspaper, like use the same Adobe creative suite for the school newspaper at Wego. Um, And I was like, that would like actually really complement my journalism degree. Well, so I ended up like adding it as a major. And then by the end, I liked it more than journalism and like writing. (laughs) So kind of like decided to pursue that.
0: What were some of the classes or projects that you did at Drake that you remember that were very formative to uh, kind of cement that idea. Like, yeah, I like this.
1: Being a graphic designer in school was so fun because I feel like the projects. You know, like while we had like parameters, we were very much able to kind of explore, kind of like explore our own like styles and interests and stuff. And so something that i gravitated towards was letterpress like one of my favorite professors um owned a letterpress studio in des moines so i like worked for her for a semester and then i also took one of her like winter term letterpress classes and so that was what kind of got me into like the cards and stationery side of things um
0: can I can I ask a, a clarifying question? Is, is letterpress like what it sounds like? You're actually using like old school blocks and kind of, you know, reversing the letters and kind of putting paper to the blocks. Is that what letterpress literally sounds like?
1: Yeah, yeah, that is what it is. Um, yeah. And like she she had all the, you know, like kind of the old like the blocks and stuff. But then you also can, you know, make your own design and then have like a polymer plate made and then also like letterpress that way. And so it's just kind of a very like elegant, vintagey sort of look, I guess. Yeah, it's really special and unique.
0: Is, is there something more satisfying about the kind of tangible element of letterpress than it would be if you're just working with an Adobe uh, suite of, of tools? Is, is or Does one make do do they complement each other in any way from your artistic uh skill set?
1: I think they're, you know, they're they're both wonderful. Um I think like letterpress kind of just it adds, I guess, that extra punch, so to speak. Um I guess cuz it literally is kind of like pressed into the paper. I don't know. It just it just kind of like adds something and gives it um
0: when you were working at your professor's letterpress studio, how much freedom did you have to just kind of uh, tool around and explore?
1: I usually was, you know, kind of like working on the storefront and helping customers and stuff, but she was like super relaxed about, you know, like she was like, if it's like not busy, like feel free to like, you know, use the machines and stuff like that and um you know because I was like trained on them since I had taken her class and so yeah it kind of was I don't know it was exciting to be able to sort of just play around with them in like a non-class environment where I kind yeah, of no, that just, makes sense yeah like kind of just like try new different things and make what I want I just would like kind of like make prints for like friends and stuff and like, you know, for like birthdays and stuff like that when there was like kind of time. So I don't know. I think it's like sometimes kind of nice, um, like working in design or like, you know, studying design. I don't know. It's like I feel like when you're doing it like for work or school, it's very it could be very um meticulous. I don't know if that's the right word. But Yeah, you don't
0: have you don't have you probably don't have as you have more limitations and frames you know as opposed to like what just to, to explore
1: yeah what,
0: what would you did you did you see something that kind of emerged as a unique style uh when you were working at that letterpress that you can say like oh that's that's kind of my artistic ethos you know did it was did it uh did it emerge there or and is it still a part of how you would describe your style
1: sort of i mean i think this particular professor like when i um was taking I also took her um typography class originally before I started getting involved like with the letterpress and um I think she really kind of helped me in general like become more like confident in my design skills and start to develop a sort of style I guess and I I realized like I really enjoy like highly typographical sort of, um, projects, like working with a lot of different typefaces and fonts and kind of like mixing them and, you know, making them interesting. And that's like something that is really apparent in letterpress, um, you know, especially with like the block type and stuff like that. But, um, yeah, I think I just, I don't know, all of that mixed with like, you know, the like handheld stationary cards, invitations and stuff like that, all sort of, I guess, influenced me. And
0: sometimes we don't even think that there actually is like a logic behind the selection of fonts and different typography uh, styles. Like what goes into that process of thinking like this will call for this type of font and that one will call for something else. Like what, what's, what's part of the decision process as an artist, when you're putting that all together?
1: I think it's just kind of, like, the the character or vibe, so to speak, that you would mm-hmm. want to um, portray, I guess. Like, I don't know, like, a I feel like a really thin, like, sans serif font could look super, um, you know, it could be, like, very, like, elegant and high-end and clean and modern and then, you know, like, something... Like a serif is more of like kind of like a classic sort of look or a script font would go for like a really traditional like wedding invitation kind of thing. So I don't know. I feel like they all kind of have their own like sort of personalities and moods, I guess, that like or you could like mix them and it could be, you know, like if they really complement each other. Um,
0: You were at Drake, but did you do any study abroad?
1: Um, I did, yes. I did a semester in Florence. How was that? Um, it was wonderful. And yeah, kind of going back to one of your other questions, I think that that also sort of like confirmed for me that I wanted to pursue design because it's such an artistic, it's you know, like obviously such a great place to go for art and design,
0: so so what was your? So you were there for a semester. What was? What were some of the, the courses that you took while you're there? And and did you do any additional traveling? I mean, Tuscany is just breathtaking. So you were, uh, in one of the most you know enchanting places in the world. What a what an incredible opportunity.
1: Yeah. No. Yeah. It was amazing. Um. I did. I did like a bunch of art classes there. Like I did oil painting. Um. Drawing. And I did, I did do a graphic design course there, um, but it was interesting because we didn't use, like the professor we had was like really adamant about like not using the computer and just kind of like using, um, using like, you know, paper, like collage and like drawing and stuff, just like different mediums to kind of like design things. Um, And I think I did like an architecture, like palaces of Florence class as well, as well as um, Italian language. So it, they all kind of like mixed together very well.
0: What do you think when you came back from uh, Florence, what was like a a new set of confidence that you think you earned as a result of uh, your coursework there?
1: Overall, like going abroad helped my confidence like overall, just because I had never, like, traveled out of the country before, and I hadn't really, like, traveled alone before, so that was, it was kind of, like, I don't know, to be able to do that and, like, navigate another country, I guess, and, like, travel around Europe and stuff like that, definitely, I don't know, like, I felt like it kind of, like, helped me come out of my shell a little bit more, but then I also just in terms of, I don't know, I think it just kind of gave me like kind of a new inspiration for like design and like knowing that I wanted to really pursue it over writing and just kind of gave me, I guess it just gave me more like per, I don't want to say perspective, but like more like confidence in like kind of like applying for those kinds of like internships and stuff like that, just because I, I kind of like knew that's, what I wanted, so
0: so. How did you finish your coursework? So you did you like for your graphic design uh, degree? Is there like a a senior project or a capstone project that you need to uh, use for for exiting the program?
1: Um. Yeah. Our so our capstone for design was essentially just. It was it was essentially like a a class of like putting together our portfolios and like our resume um, kind of like materials, like all that kind of stuff, kind of like coming up with like a brand for ourselves and everything. So that was, um, that was the capstone for design. Well,
0: how would you, how would you describe your brand for yourself? I know it's probably been, it's been a while, but do you remember what your, what your brand uh, was? uh, What was the, the, the feel of the brand?
1: Um, I do remember cause I'm actually, it's still kind of the same to be honest. Um, yeah. So I used like a, like a script font for, um, kind of like my name basically. And at the time it was hot pink. And now just cause I was like obnoxious, so, but now it's like a berry color. I kind of like wanted to tone it down and make it a little more like adultish. And then, um, I used one of my favorite fonts is Avenir and it's like super clean and like, I don't know. I thought it was being really original at the time, but I guess a lot of people use Avenir. Maybe don't add that part that I just said that. Cause I feel like that's like putting myself down. Um, but like, yeah. So yeah, I used those for it still to this day. And um, I kind of just stuck with the script because that's, kind of what I I feel like that's sort of like where my interests sort of lie ultimately in terms of you know doing um like invitations and stationery and stuff like that and I feel like it really reflects that and so like there was a time when I was considering changing it but I was like you know what like I work at a corporate like a corporation where I don't get to like use that and so I want to like keep something that's kind of you know I think like reflects me and my interests more and instead of doing so, something that's super like, I don't know, corporate looking or high-end looking or something.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Cause I mean, that's a, that's an interesting balance, which is like, you know, there's what you have to do for the, the demands of a corporation versus what you're able to do uh, in your own kind of creative uh, space. What, what was your first job out of, uh, out of Drake?
1: Uh, So out of Drake, I did like directly after graduation, I did an internship at 5280 Magazine in Denver. Um, It's their like city magazine. Um, And then after that, like after doing a summer internship with them was when I moved back to Chicago and started at Gallagher. And I've been there ever since. (laughs)
0: So what is what is uh, Gallagher? What, what's the what is the uh, what is their um, what does that company do?
1: Um, they are an insurance brokerage agency. So um, basically, it's like consulting with, you know, different companies and industries to kind of um, like kind of like be the middleman for, you know, putting together different insurance packages and benefits uh, risk management sort of packages, stuff like that.
0: It's interesting because everything that you're describing of what that company and the service that they provide is so, uh, you know, to, to use, you know, AP language terminology logos driven, right. Where we would expect people are using data to inform their decision and, uh, and, and therefore, uh, that would, should be where the argument ends. But you're a junior art director, so you have a, a job to kind of consider how aesthetics would work in assisting the job of logos to make the co- consumer and the prospective um, uh, client more comfortable with their services. So, what what does a junior art director do uh, uh, when they when they get to uh, to work every day?
1: In my role, um, I'm on a team where we kind of we focus primarily on um, different like marketing, like lead generation campaigns, as well as events. Um, We've been doing a lot of digital events in the past like couple of years, but we're just kind of starting to get back into in-person events, um, as well as like other day-to-day marketing collateral. And so we, it's exciting because um, I'm on a team where we get to work on the more, like, high-level concept, like, concepts, I guess, like, of these of these campaigns and events. Um, so we get to, you know, partner with marketing and kind of, like, understand what it is that they need and who they're speaking to. And then, um, you know, I have a copywriter on my team, and so it's kind of, like, collaborating with them to make sure that messaging and the aesthetic – um, really, like you know marry well together, so to speak, and um, yeah, so we kind of like get to work on like those very like you know high high level like conceptual ideas that we present to the client and then they choose one, and then from there we get to you know kind of like execute on all the deliverables, carrying through um the messaging and design aesthetic that they chose.
0: What's probably the most interesting? element of the persuasion where you you, where you see what you do and you can't believe like wow that really works like what's been the one thing that you can consistently see that is a very obvious skill or technique that you do that um, contributes to that deliverable that you were just saying about like what what is the most successful uh, persuasion that you do
1: I think from a design perspective it's Really like, I think it's like kind of, well, first like ensuring that, you know, what we're doing is reflective of our brand, but at the same time, you know, a lot of times it's like our campaigns are being, are targeting like different industries. So it could be, you know, it like really anything like healthcare, construction, um, real estate, hospitality, just like to name a few that we've worked on, but they, you know, our company works like across many, many industries. I guess like striking that balance between having like, making sure like our brand is communicated, but also like really directly speaking to that industry in a way that, you know, they could look at it and they would know that it's for them. So like, whether that's like choosing, you know, the, like obviously like choosing the proper imagery, or like kind of coming up with a creative sort of take or idea, like if it's something for like higher education, like maybe it's, you know, something that kind of looks like a diploma or something like that. I don't think we actually ended up doing that, but that was like a concept that we presented, you know? So just kind of like different things like that. Then I was just going to say, you know, like really making sure that like the main message that speaks to that you know, that we kind of like ideate that speaks to that like specific industry is really like clear, like very like easily accessible, loud and clear on the creative.
0: Is it easy to work on a team with other creative people or is there a good balance? Because I imagine everyone has their own ideas. when you're creative, you you probably really want that vision to be fleshed out, but you have to be on a team. Uh, I mean, uh, how do you strike a balance to kind of find that kind of creative, you know, you know, kind of put your flag down, like, this is mine. Uh, and this is how I see it. But you have to kind of ultimately have that vetted through everyone. Well, the team, what's that dynamic, like,
1: the, like, kind of like one of the biggest things I've learned, like working on a creative th- team is like, nothing is really like yours, I guess. It's just, you know, like so many people collaborate on it. So many people touch it. It's like, you kind of like, can't get like too attached to anything. Like it always evolves. Um, but I don't know. I, I mean, I enjoy it. I think we, we kind of have, um, you know, like the way that like my, smaller team and I work together is like we have our time to like kind of work independently and then like come together with our ideas but it's it's really helpful that way because I feel like creativity isn't something that you could like necessarily turn like on and off so it's like when you're like struggling or like you have an idea but you can't quite figure out how to like verbalize it or execute it it's like somebody else can always like help or offer um you know like offer their ideas and just kind of like seeing it evolve like start in one place and then go to another place and like realize you know like it's like you know what you've like contributed to it but then it's also like cool to see that it's like okay that's like what I contributed and that's what like you know this other designer contributed or that's what my art director contributed I don't know like it's just kind of a I think it's just kind of a really exciting process.
0: What was your last project where that that really excited you? Like, what what was that? um, How would you describe that?
1: Right now, actually, we're working on, um, we're working on like our first in-person event in like, whatever, like two years or whatever. So I guess that's more of like a current one, but that one is kind of exciting me right now um, because we're right now just like sort of in the concepting phase of it. Um, But yeah, so just kind of like coming up with a design concept and they want something that is like super branded. I think they said they wanted to feel like I don't know. It, so we're going to have like a hospitality suite at an event. Um, so kind of like coming up with like all that signage and stuff and like the wall art and everything. But I think they said that they want it to feel like you're getting like a hug from Gallagher or something like when you walk in, I don't know. I thought it was cute. Like the way it was described. Yeah, no, that's interesting. <laughs> Look,
0: so so, how do you test the language to like how, to know whether or not that's going to hit the mark, right? Because I mean, so much of – persuasion and you know and what the goals are is that if it's comfort welcome home and all that how do you know that you're using the right verb or the right feel um how do you do you do you do focus groups or do you just kind of like test it out uh against everyone in the team before you arrive at that decision
1: yeah I mean it's a we just like I feel like we brainstorm like a lot and like kind of have like a first brainstorm to just really like brain dump a bunch of ideas like even like bad ideas are really like out there ideas like I feel like you know that that first like brainstorm or two it's gonna be like super like too out there for insurance I guess like usually it's like then after like you know two or three it's like that's where you start like reeling stuff back in but yeah we kind of just do like I feel like our process is like a lot of like brainstorms you know going like right now we're um, working like separately, like on some different, like thumbnail designs and stuff like that. And then we'll like come together in another brainstorm to like show everybody. And then from there, just kind of like narrow down and like receive feedback and keep refining it. Um, for this one in particular, we're not going like too crazy in pushing the brand. Um, but I know like they, you know, our marketing team wants it to be like very, High end and elegant, which is exciting for me because I do enjoy that a very like clean, elegant aesthetic. So,
0: Juliana, just to kind of connect over from what you were just saying about that clean, elegant design, tell me about your other work that you do for clients, your own company for design work.
1: Yeah, so I do. Um like, wedding invitations or just, like, event invitations in general, and I've also done some personal stationery. But, yeah, that's been very, like, kind of, like, word of mouth, like, friends and friends of friends so far, and I started doing it, like, kind of during the pandemic um, or, like, during the first quarantine because, I just sort of got inspired because I was like, you know, that's something I've always been like passionate about. And, um, I was helping a friend with some of her wedding stuff, um, you know, shortly, kind of shortly before the, um, the quarantine started. So that kind of inspired me to pursue that. And it's, I don't know, I guess it's just like brought a lot of joy and I really enjoy like working one-on-one with people and it's like it's obviously very personal because it's like their day or like their stationary it's a very personal like pro like very personal to them um and so it's I don't know I find that like exciting to kind of like execute on their vision
0: Giuliani are, are there any like brand designs where you're you look at you're like whoa they that's really good or are there other ones where they kind of leave you scratching your head like I, I don't know what I would have done that I was wondering what what are the brands that you uh see as having it really as you said well execution uh versus the other ones that might be lacking what what what's the, what is your professional eye tell you?
1: I really like when when brands like kind of do things that are maybe kind of unexpected. Um, like I loved, I don't know. I think it was, I want to say it was Gucci and the North Face. I think they did like a partnership. I think it was them. I don't know, but they had like this um this like mural like there are these different murals like around. I think it was that wait now I want to like google it cuz I'm not sure. Yeah, I guess just like kind of kind of like that, like kind of like unexpected partnerships and stuff like that and just like putting it out there in like really different or interesting ways. Um like I believe it was Gucci in the North Face and they d- did like a store Um, But they had like murals, like on the walls of New York City. And like, it's just like that kind of stuff that like, you know, it's like this beautiful art piece. But then it's also like kind of like this unexpected partnership. Um, So like.
0: Uh, Juliana, when what what would you say to like a young prospective designer? what were some of the things that you think that they could do to maybe sharpen the blade to get ready for uh, maybe becoming a junior art director or even going into the field that you did at Drake in design?
1: I think I would say to definitely just like be curious and kind of like act on those, you know, interests and inspirations. Um, Like if there's something that you, you know, are interested in like a certain design style, a certain like, you know, project printing technique, just to like always kind of explore those um, and find ways to explore them like in your coursework or even like in your current job. Like I feel like a lot of times, um, you know, jobs like employers will be you know will like find ways to help you kind of like explore those um different avenues and stuff and you know even if it's something you haven't done before like to not be afraid to you know speak up about it and like say that you want to learn about it um and just like I don't know like I feel like there's so much inspiration like everywhere really like you know online um outside like just when you're walking you know like you could always come across something i i feel like that sounds very cheesy and like cliche but just kind of like documenting things i guess like i always like to kind of like save things or pick things up um You know, even if it's the most like random thing, like a business card or like a pamphlet, just, just anywhere. Like if you ever, like if anything ever catches your eye, just like take a picture of it or take a screenshot or, um, take it with you or whatever. If it's something like that, um, because it's always like, it's always like helpful and nice to look back on. So, uh,
0: Juliana, I like asking the guest at the end of the interview, what tips for success do you have for future Wildcats or current Wildcats? I should say.
1: I think it's just it's like sometimes I guess it could feel easier to not do something um, to like not pursue something new or not, you know, like get on a plane and travel somewhere you've always wanted to travel. Like, you know, like sometimes sometimes doing things like. Um, like that you know it takes work and it takes effort and it can be very scary um at times but i think i think it's it's maybe just like thinking about you know like like what if you what if you didn't do it i think that was like something that i like thought to myself because like i feel like there were definitely times when i was like oh like i don't you know, it would be easier if I just like stayed at school and like didn't do a semester abroad or like if I didn't go and do a summer internship in another state or like stuff like that. But it's like, I don't know, it's almost like it's like kind of like scarier to like not do it and never know and just like do the same thing. Like, I guess it's like, you know, if you're talking about like fear and giving yourself permission kind of thing, it's like, what's like scarier, like you know, doing it and seeing how it goes and seeing what it leads to or not doing it at all when it's something that like, you know, deep down that you want to do. And then like, you would always like wonder, you know, I don't know.
0: (laughs) Well, Juliana, thank you so much for uh, spending uh, the time and sharing this really cool job that you have all the it's it's rare that someone is able to kind of work creatively with a team and and really do what they love. So this was uh, this was great uh, for you to share what you do with us. Thank you so much.
1: Thank you. It was great chatting with you.
0: Thanks for listening. and Check out Juliana's website where you can check out all her projects at julianalamantia.com. Help spread the word about We Go Places podcast by sharing this episode with one other wildcat. As always find past and future episodes on Apple or Google podcasts or any other platform. Just search We Go Vox. That's We Go V-O-X. You can also stay current by following us on Facebook at WeGoPlacesPodcast Places Podcast or on Twitter at WeegoPlaces.